Chelsea. Hey guys. This is kind of weird, eh? <laughs> I don't even know how to start these things. Okay. So I have Chelsea Byrne, the no, one and only. Me. <laughs> Chelsea Byrne. Um, and we're going to be talking about God knows a lot of things, I feel. We kind of went over what we wanted to talk about, anything like that. But I just want to make sure that it's more so, you know, we're not having any restrictions. We can have free range of whatever we want to talk about. Um, another thing I want to say, Chelsea's reaching out for a water while trying to be so <laughs> quiet. Oh, there's her gum. She puts down yummy. That's delicious. You want to look at that? <laughs> okay. Anyways, but I think first things first we need to say is how long we've been friends. You know, Emma would probably like to say that we've only been friends since like grade nine Here's or the something. Lies. The lies are coming. <laughs> But, um, we've actually been friends since like grade one, realistically. Well, yeah, we've known each other since grade one. Okay, fine. No, then senior kindergarten, wouldn't you say? But you, we were at you were in the times. morning, no? Well, I was, I was in the morning, and you were night. Um, afternoon, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the yeah, I went at six o'clock p.m. No. But um, but yeah, yeah. So I guess we, I've known you since grade so, one. Yeah, but we weren't actually like friends until like no. grade four, like hang out. Yeah, we were in lots of, like, most of the grades we were in were in different classes, I feel. Mm-hmm. Until grade four, we started to be in legit the same classes ever since grade four. So, Chelsea, since you've known me for so long, when do you think we started to become as close as we are? Because I would consider you definitely more than a best friend, a family member, a sister to me. What do you think, when do you think was the time you believe we got like really really close i would say probably like i don't know i feel like we were really good friends in elementary school like Mm -hmm. grade like six through eight but like i feel like we had so many other friends at that time yeah we did and it was was, like a big group yeah it was such a different time in elementary school that i would say probably like in high school we got really close because i feel like we kind of even though in high school it's kind of a different time and you're like experimenting with different things different friends and stuff like that i feel like again we were in the same friend group but we were all more similar, if that makes sense. Instead mm-hmm. of, like, you're friends with the people you're friends with in elementary school because you're there, you're seeing each other every day. Yeah. Like, you're the only people you know. But all in subjects high school, together. That makes sense. But in high school, it's, like, you kind of... Get to choose, almost. Yeah. Like, who you vibe with more. Yeah. I totally understand that. I feel like in elementary school... Let's kind of describe that deni- dynamics going back. <laughs> now... I feel like who I was in elementary school and obviously who I am now, clearly two different people. Obviously. Mm-hmm. I'm like as most people are. Exactly. Like you're what, twenty if you're years not, older? That'd be like, weird. <laughs> if you're not, imagine you're the same as being in elementary school. Like you're twelve. Yeah. And you're just like still the same. Anyways. But people often what I realize they stay the same as who they are in high school compared to who they are now. Would you agree with that? Mm-hmm. And I feel like us, who we are, what we believe in, what we stand in, what we've learned are completely different peoples from who we were in high school compared to who we are now. Mm-hmm. Now, looking back, I feel like I have so many things I want to talk about because we've legit been through so many things together, I feel. Just sit down here for a nice three-hour can... conversation Jesus. about our friendship. My <laughs> laptop would probably explode. But, um... All you hear is the air blowing in the background. <laughs> I'm like, sorry about that. <laughs> no, but... 
I feel like what I'm trying to get to here is what do you think you've learned the most about yourself from who you were comparing from who you were in high school compared to who you are now? I feel like we could literally go on because we've learned, I think, so many key aspects in life. Mm-hmm. Just from even transferring into university, I feel. Yeah. And looking back. Mm-hmm. So what would you think? Well, like you just said, I feel like, well, you got the university experience where it was more so you're living with different people. You're kind of experiencing that independence that you get, like, to separate from your family. But I stayed home to go to school. Literally, like, went to school down the street. So, But at the same time, I still feel like I got a different experience with the university because I still became more independent. I feel like I was more focused for sure in myself which like at some points was a good and a bad Mm -hmm. thing but like let me cut you off here I think if we're comparing Emma and Chelsea two separate people I think the one thing that is completely opposite about us is Chelsea loves and which is not a bad thing at all I think it's a really important quality to have I just lack it but you love being by yourself you are so independent you're probably the most independent person I know and that I think stems from you struggling with whatever mental, you know, obstacles you're going through or dealing with school, living by yourself, like with your family, obviously, um, rather than me, I'm, you know, grew up an only child. I love being around people all the time. My friends were considered my siblings mm-hmm. personally. And I feel like when I went to university, I got the opportunity to, you know, have the idea on what it's like always being surrounded by people and I really stuck with that I think personally that's what differs us a lot because sometimes I'm like why aren't you messaging me like why aren't you going to hang out with me 24 7 whereas Tulsi's like you know what I would rather not see you today and I'm like what why what I wanted to get into was basically how do you think you've grown from how you were in high school compared to now in what ways? Obviously, you're talking about independence. Can you think of anything else? Well, I feel like just from going through all, like, the drama and, like, like the different stuff that you would deal with in high school, like, all those things that kind of claim your identity when you're in high school to university and, like, just having to grow up, I feel like, I guess, in a sense, like, going through different relationships or just, like, one main relationship, like, kind uh-huh. of just, like, really develops your emo your or like yourself like emotionally and mm-hmm. um I definitely just feel like it's like high school is so much more of a community and I feel like once you branch out into university you really have to put yourself out there and you have to like develop new things you have to realize things about yourself and whatever so I feel like the main thing for me or the difference for me from being in high school to university would be like I feel like I definitely have less friends, <laughs> actually. I feel mm-hmm. like That's I... That's not necessarily a bad thing, but I can definitely agree with you on that, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, I, I don't necessarily think. I feel like in high school, I just had a, a lot of... Acquaintances. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, like, not even, like, like friends, but not, like, real friends who actually knew me or, like, who actually had my back or anything like that. So I feel like I'm definitely more happy with just, like, the small group of friends that I have right now. And sure. I feel like in terms of friendship that really makes me take into consideration like the amount of time that I would spend with like other people or like who I would just put the effort into getting to know because it makes me realize like who I actually enjoy having or being friends with Mm -hmm. you know and if I completely agree with that 
And I think just to add on to your point as well, I think a lot of adults have told me growing up, like, just know who your true friends are and stick to that. You know, growing up, I think in high school especially, we were very similar. We liked the number of friends we had. We had we liked the opportunity that if we really wanted to go out for dinner, we'd go to this group of friends. And I think growing mm-hmm. up, and especially university, has just taught me that, you know, some of those friends that, you know, you would like to go out for dinner with are really good for entertainment purposes. But would I go to them for a life crisis that I'm having? Probably not. And I think that was a huge realization for me growing up and transitioning into university is that we can find in those people that I would, you know, like to go out to dinner with and just socialize with. And I didn't really get any response back into supportive manners Mm -hmm. from them, which hurt me. And I didn't understand. I said, well, we have so much fun going out. Why can't you be there for me emotionally instead of just physically, if you get what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I think within high school, that was a major key aspect for me, especially since, like I said before, I loved being with people 24-7. But I think the one thing that I realized moving into university and, you know, kind of having yourself to blame if you mess up within school, you know, you screw up with friends or anything, you, you know, you have to blame yourself. And I think what I realized was I can't rely on the people that make me physically happy to also give me the support. Mm-hmm. And I think, I feel like you can definitely agree with me on that because I struggled a lot with making myself happy, you know, my own self-image mentally. And I would surround myself with friends that would just, you know, give me that sort of like rush for three hours and then I they would leave and I'd be like, they're not giving me anything back. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what a lot of people struggle with. I think high school is a great time to honestly find yourself, find what you like, find your group of people. And it's not a bad thing. You know what's so funny, though? I feel like looking back, look at us in grade nine. How many friends did we have? Probably the whole grade. Mm-hmm. Grade uh, 10. <laughs> maybe maybe not the whole that. grade. But you know what I mean? Like, we had so many friends. It was fresh. We were all yep. so excited. We were little babies. Such a crazy time. Such a crazy time. And then, like, transitioning to grade 10. Okay, it's a little smaller now. We've cut off some people that, you know, have said some bad things behind our back. Mm-hmm. Then going into grade 11. Oh! This, this, the circle is smaller now. Mm-hmm. Going into grade 12, I think I had maybe just a handful of friends within grade 12 that I really corely trusted with my heart and soul. Mm-hmm. And I think that was a huge major realization. And I remember one of my friend's older siblings telling us that when you grow, like when you progress throughout the years of high school, you're going to have smaller and smaller group of friends. And I think that's what kind of prepared us for university. Because when I went into university, I had probably the opposite experience as most people would, I actually didn't make that many friends. And I think I was almost prepared not to, in a sense, because of what high school prepared me for. Would you, obviously, you had a different experience than I did. I moved an hour away from my home while you stayed here. And do you think that that obviously stopped your ability to make um, new friends? Or do you kind of enjoy because you, you like you were saying before you are really independent so you almost learned more about yourself what do you think about like do you get what i'm trying to say yeah I, that, I hope this makes sense man sometimes i just say stuff and it sounds good in my head and then coming out i'm like what am i saying but i hope that made sense but yeah sorry no, to cut you off no, I, I understand what you said i don't know i feel like in high school like i did enjoy being around people i feel like it's just that at some points, I feel like I was always so much more mature than a lot of people in high school that, like, 
I literally just couldn't even like bring myself to hang out with some people even though we were friends I'd be like I literally just I can't entertain the way that like you speak and like the conversations that we have like it literally just doesn't interest interest me at all so I feel like knowing that I was going to university and I would have complete control over who I would be friends with was something that was definitely refreshing for me but at the same time when I was going to university I was like I had a boyfriend that was four years older than me and I Mm -hmm. feel like he in some ways matched the level of maturity that I was at so I feel like I really relied on him plus like he went to the same school and everything same university as you yeah but um I guess it I guess it was kind of lonely as well because like I said like you guys were my main friends like Emma. We, I would say we, we're a group of four core. Yeah. Right? Or I'm obviously I'm obviously core four. And consider like, them all best friends. Like, yeah. You guys are all equally best friends, I would consider too. Yeah. So, yeah. So you guys, like, well, I guess Pam was still here, but like you and Jennifer moved away. And like, so I guess it was kind of harder. Plus, like, I didn't drive at that time. So I couldn't just like get in the car and be like, I'm going to come visit you. Like, you know what I mean? For sure. Um, It was harder for you because you didn't have your license. Like, yeah. it was harder for you to come visit rather than, you know, me coming home. I had my own car, my own, my license yeah. and everything. I guess mm-hmm. that makes sense, yeah. So I feel like, I feel like in a way, university kind of caused me to be, like, more independent. Sure. Like, in that way, I was kind of just, like, you know. And now I, that I have all this stuff, like, all this work and stuff to kind of focus on. And then, mm-hmm. like, you know, I guess since, like, my boyfriend was the only person who was there, I was kind of just, like, hey spend most of my time with you and then just school and that's the only really thing I had to do with my life at the time so yeah the only exciting thing yeah no I get that yeah like living off campus is so hard to like make friends because you're not living with anyone you don't you don't know anyone you're not just gonna walk up to someone and be like hey how are you yeah what about like the way you look like I know lectures I I honestly make most friends and lectures as well did you ever have that the same experience or were you kind of just like i'm to myself i'm gonna set them very very back not make uh, eye contact no i actually said the front who's sitting at the front no literally honestly like i don't know i felt like utm was literally just like such a different experience literally no one wants to talk to you yeah They're, i get like, that i feel like the people who like were in bigger groups were kind of people who already knew each other from before so i feel like if i had another well i did have another friend who went to utm yeah. who i was in a couple of classes with mm-hmm. that like, you also went to high school with right yes and yeah. elementary school yeah um but like aside from that like everyone's like so tuned in to like their work and like listening to the lecture and they're so like oh my god like i need to like be taking notes down for every single word that the process yeah. that like no one's trying to make friends no one's trying to talk to you and sure. kind of honestly to be well, honest, it's so competitive there too as well right yeah like it makes sense yeah and i didn't go to class half the time anyways oh, either oh, so that's another topic actually you know what in, in first year i probably went to class yeah. more than like i would say that i have in the past couple of years but mm-hmm. makes sense makes sense okay um i did want as you can hear my paper i'm so prepared <laughs> like oh my god here we go okay so i did want to talk to you about um i think i'm acting as if like i know nothing about you even though i know all the answers to the questions <laughs> but i just think they're so interesting to talk about everyone in general drifts away from friends that's it's just a given you know even when you like ha- start a family or anything you're gonna drift away from friends it's inevitable mm-hmm. but basically what i'm what i'm asking you is is if a young girls or boy or whoever is listening that goes to high school and is kind of thinking or getting down on themselves for drifting away from friends what kind of perception and advice or any topics or anything you would say in regards to that like specifically in high school 
I would say specifically in high school. Okay, well, I would feel like for sure. Like, what are the reasons you think that people drift away? That's my main question. I feel like sometimes, like, it's just kind of inevitable, you know what I mean? Like, as you said, like, as high school goes on, you kind of find yourself. And even if you had, like, certain goals or certain qualities that were the same as people that you met in grade 9, as time goes on, that doesn't necessarily mean the same thing. So I feel like something that really differed in some of my friendships that I had or that I had even if they were just acquaintances or if like we were in the same group of friends is that a lot of people really loved like the popularity and like a lot of people just like like you said like love to socialize and as you said of what as you said as you have said as well like you were also the type of person who just like loved to be around people all the time and like stuff like that so I just feel like for me like Emma has said like I've always kind of been more independent I've enjoyed spending time by myself and a lot of people are just like we need to hang out like 24 7 we need to like go to all these parties and we need to meet all these people from different schools and that necessarily wasn't something that I was into towards the end I kind of just wanted to get out of high school to be honest Uh so I feel like it's not a bad thing especially if those people like you said can't meet your emotional your mental needs like Mm -hmm. stuff like that if they can't be a friend for you in the way that you need then it's not really that necessary to keep them around and I feel like especially if they kind of make you feel bad about yourself for that or Mm -hmm. for like asking more or not wanting to do the specific things that they want to do then it's kind of okay to distance yourself from them because realistically what kind of value are they bringing to your life if they're not providing you with those things you know how I looked at it, you know, getting out of high school, because very well when I was in high school, that was the worst thing that, like, could happen to me. Is if my one of my friends were mad at me or, you know, didn't like who I was or who I was hanging out with or who I was even, like, surrounding myself with what I was saying, anything, it would destroy me. And I feel like you could agree. Cause I was so sensitive, so hyperlinked to what people thought of me mm-hmm. or anything like that. So... If someone was mad at me, I would break down. I did not like the thought of potentially losing someone. And that probably stems from a lot of mental, you know, childhood issues that I had maybe. But I think I, you know, search for people's approval so much. So the thought of losing friends for me, and maybe someone can relate to this too, or someone has a similar experience. But the thought of losing someone, someone being mad at me was probably one of the worst feelings I felt. And that's what I struggled with the most throughout high school. So unlike, you know, Chelsea's perception is Chelsea's very independent, I feel like always has. But me, I think how I would drift from drift away from friends was I would confine in my friends that, you know, I knew were always there for me. So, for example, if I had a friend that was mad at me, which happened, um, I would often go to you and I would be like, listen, I'm so sad. Like, why is this person mad at me? They didn't they haven't talked to me in two weeks. I'm so upset what do I do what did I do and you often came to me and you were like listen like if it's meant to be it'll be or you'd also give me advice being like don't worry about them like it's just immature how they're acting like we're above that kind of thing and that to me meant more than having a lot more friends that would kind of just be there and wouldn't consider people's feelings I feel like you just created this understanding that I don't need all of those friends that you know could be mad at me or I have to walk on eggshells around you were you know just as good as 10 friends because you were all in one 
so I, I'm just hyping you up here. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> but that's honestly how I felt. And I realized that I would feel like within grade 10, I feel like we both were on the same like mental capacity. We were both kind of struggling with our own mental illnesses, struggles or anything like that. And we kind of just gravitated towards each other because we found ourselves almost getting a lot of blame for, you know, stepping back from some people or anything like that. And then they would, you know, rebound on us being like, we're mad at you for being mad at us in a sense, right? Yeah. Which is obviously not a healthy thing. So what I'm trying to say is if anyone's dealing with that currently or anything like that, I think it's just important to understand who your, you know, your people are. And that's what took a long time for me to understand. And I have my core people that I could not see my life without. And that means more to me than having 15, 100 people, you know, that just want to hang out with you, go out for dinner with you or anything like that in between. So I think that's important to note within, you know, the topic of drifting away from friends is it's not often a bad thing. And I always tell this to people all the time. Everything happens for a reason. Mm -hmm. I truly live by that. And I, I know a lot of people don't live by that, which is weird to me. I think that we have a set plan. And, you know, if I didn't cut off that person, I wouldn't have met you. Or if I didn't, you know, if I would have said this or would have said that, it wouldn't have happened and blah, 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 so forth. You can talk about this kind of situation with everyone or everything. Um, but that's kind of what I've realized from high school is everything happens for a reason. What can you do about it? Mm-hmm. Cry? There's no point in doing that. And it's well. just funny. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. Like, as you see me sitting in my bed crying every night. But no, like, what I'm basically trying to say is if I could go back and tell my, like, high school self, just be like, man, don't, don't, who cares about losing a friend, losing one person out of your, how many people are you going to meet in your life? I think I was just so focused on where I was in the moment rather than thinking about the future and, like, who I was going to be. And, like, that, that friend wasn't going to be, like, you know, a, a necessity in my life forever is basically what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. So I know you definitely can agree with that because we talk about that all the time. So now that we've gone to all the deep stuff, I'm sure there'll be more deep stuff coming. I have something I've been wanting to address. No, I have for sure. I can anticipate what you're going to say, but, you know, just go ahead and okay. say it. So I think that anyone that's grown up with Chelsea can definitely, definitely agree with me on this. Growing up, Chelsea loved scary movies. Oh, okay. Loved. This wasn't what I was expecting you were going to say. Oh, God, what were you expecting me to say? I was expecting it to be some story about Wasega or something. No, this is PG, girl. Oh, my you're, God. Okay. You're exposing who we've become. Or who <laughs> but, no. In all seriousness, Chelsea loved scary movies growing up. And, you know, when this was in elementary school, too, not even really high school. This all really stemmed from elementary school. And we were as young as 12, 11. You know what I mean? Growing up in, I don't even know how old you are in like grade six or seven or eight, but within those grades. And I remember every time I would go over to Chelsea's house, you know, it'd be a group of us and she would always encourage us to play movies like The Grudge. The okay, Grudge Chill, was it wasn't sh- every time. Chelsea? <laughs> it was every time. You need to come to terms with this because this is the truth. I so. But every time we'd go over, she wanted to play The Grudge. And The Grudge, it was almost like... um like an inside joke within, you know, our friend group within elementary school at the time, like, oh, let's get together, watch The Grudge. And, you know, me being like, I really want to hang out with people, but didn't want to show that I'm, you know, really scared. I would always be like, yeah, I'm so excited. Let's go watch it. In the back of my head, I would literally talk to my mom and I'd be like, mom, I don't want to, <laughs> mom, I don't want to watch. Anyway, so if anyone's ever seen The Grudge, 
it is basically like a woman with hair in front of her face, you know, making really weird noises and, you know, she's doing like gymnastics moves that are not normal to the human <laughs> body. But well, she's dead. Yeah, she Oh, I didn't even know she was dead. Okay, but yeah, she's so she's dead. You know, I haven't watched the movie since grade 8, so I would <laughs> never know, but I am scarred. So, it's just uh, for someone that's in grade 7 or 8, you know, that's scarring. So we're watching this movie. We're in Chelsea's haunted house. She literally lived in a house that was haunted, let me remind you. And she cannot even deny it. She knows her house was haunted. So we're in her basement (laughs) of her haunted house, lights off, watching this movie. And Chelsea's like, oh, I'm just going to go get some water, you know. And one of the iconic scenes in the movie is this girl, you know, in almost like a bridge, a backwards bridge. I I know we're doing a podcast, but I'm right now making the movements as if I'm in a backward bridge and no one can see. But if you understand what I'm saying, she was just in a backward bridge and she'd be crawling down the stairs within the backward bridge. Okay, so just keep that in mind. So Chelsea goes upstairs. She goes, I would like, I really want some water. Anyone want anything? Everyone's like, no. She goes upstairs. You know, a couple minutes go by and I'm thinking in the back of my head, like, where is this girl? She's going to scare us. I know. Like, me just being super paranoid. I'm like, where is she? I'm starting to hyperventilate by myself. I'm like texting my mom, like, please come get me. (laughs) No, but then Chelsea decides that she was going to replicate this backwards bridge of the girl coming down. And she started making the noises while we were in grade seven or eight. And this was just known. Chelsea was just known to just love the scary movies, love scaring people and all these things. And that was... Still do. And she still loves scaring people to this day. But that was probably one of the first memories I remember of Chelsea growing up. And that's always going to stick with me in my mind because ever since those dark times in my life of watching those scary movies with you guys, I can never watch a scary movie from this day. And I genuinely think about those scary movies we would watch all the time. Okay, so I actually have a very interesting kind of theory that I always think about. And I just want your your perception on it. I don't know if you agree with me on this. I actually have never asked you. But obviously, we understand the concept of love languages, right? Mm-hmm. So if anyone that doesn't know what like love languages are, it's basically, help me out here, but it's in terms of how you love someone. And there is a self-evaluating, you know, test. Um online that you can do if you just google love languages um, that people do in order to understand you know how they need to be loved within a relationship and you almost assume romantic relationship right away um but some of the love languages are acts of service words words of affirmation Mm -hmm. quality time quality time receiving gifts physical touch and physical touch so those are the five love languages and you basically take the self-evaluating test and it comes up with you know, the number one way you like to be loved. So for Chelsea, yours is, what was your first one? Words of affirmation. Second? Quality time. Third? I don't know. You just know the top two. Okay, so. Yeah, it's probably like acts of service, I would say. Yeah. I think receiving gifts is my last, and then probably. Yeah, physical touch and receiving gifts are my last as well. My first one is um, quality time and then words of affirmation. So ours is like flipped, right? Mm Mm-hmm. So. Which makes sense. I I know, looking back into our relationship, like, friendship, I mean, but it is a relationship. But looking back, I can definitely understand why we are the way we are within those results. But I wanted to ask you, do you think that that can transfer into not only romantic relationships, but friendships as well? Like, being loved in the same way? 
Yeah, I definitely think so. I feel like it goes for, like, all different types of, like, relationships and stuff that you have, even with, like, your parents or, like, family members or whatever. So I feel like it definitely goes for friends as well. Like, I feel more... Or I feel like I value more when we can have, like, a sit-down conversation and we're talking about, like, feelings and, like, you can help me by, like, giving me advice and blah, blah, blah. And Different so, perspective on things. Yeah. For sure. Whereas, like, if you were to give me something and just that and, like, we never had, like, any real conversations or you weren't, like, supportive of me, like, verbally, then I probably wouldn't value our friendship as much as I do because we kind of have that connection. Mm-hmm. So I definitely feel like, yeah, I feel like it applies to all different sorts of relationships that you have. I feel like it probably applies the most just because you share so much with the person that you're in a relationship with. So I feel like it definitely comes down more to those types of things when you're in an actual like romantic relationship, whereas friendships, you kind of have more leeway. Like you can, like, you know what I mean? There's Mm -hmm. more flexibility with friendships just because they're friends. But I feel like it's definitely like like for best friends like we are it's definitely important and i think it's important to evaluate yourself and i know a lot of people aren't super keen on taking self-evaluation tests but i think that it's really important to reflect you know within those five love languages what you fall between or what you resonate most with because from taking this test I understand that I love spending time like and not it, there's a difference between spending time and quality time mm-hmm. there's a difference between okay we're gonna go out for dinner and spend time together rather than we're gonna sit and watch this movie and talk about our days spending quality time with each other and I think that's what a lot of people struggle with but adding on to what you're saying is I 100% agree with you I think when I first understood the concept of love languages I immediately only thought romantic but looking back I think Chelsea needs more of, and this is no offense, this is not anything bad, but Chelsea needs more of the, you know, being able to, okay, I need to call Emma when I'm upset or I need to text her or she needs more of those, like we were saying before, words of affirmation where I like to, you know, just go on a McDonald's run together or go on a walk and talk about our days and how we're doing, you know, spending that quality time. So it's crazy to actually reflect about and understand that those transfer into all forms of relationship Mm -hmm. family friendship romantic anything like that so i think that's important to note as well as to just make sure that you're reflecting on what you need for yourself rather than what you're providing for other people because i i almost would think and how i used to think was I haven't seen Chelsea in two weeks. She's probably thinking the same thing as I'm thinking. And she almost probably wants to hang out with me as much as I want to hang out with her. <laughs> that was not the case. You know what I mean? Chelsea Chelsea doesn't need that quality time as much as I do. And that's important to think about within romantic relationships as well. With my current boyfriend, you know, his number one is words of affirmation. And, and his second would be acts of service and then quality time, right? Mm-hmm. So I think it's important to understand that okay, well, we're in different components, different, understandably. So I need to understand that he needs to be loved within words of affirmation. And anything that I say to him, I know means more to him than, you know, giving him a gift. Mm-hmm. And same goes to me. He understands mine and understands that, okay, if I go over and hang out with her for two hours, that's going to be more to her than just sending her a good morning message or anything like that. So now I want to ask you, in terms of stepping away from friendships, do you feel like 
you've realized the love language concept early on, like you were saying, you were in a four-year relationship within high school. Do you think, looking back, that you transferred those love languages within that relationship? No, probably not. Like, I feel like that's definitely something I probably realized more so towards the end. Also because, like, I guess just... It was, like, my first more so real relationship, and I didn't really know about any of that stuff. So I was probably like giving off or like yeah giving my love in a way that in like the exact same way that I would like to receive it and I didn't really take into consideration that other people like to be loved differently than I would be so I didn't really adjust to that till the end but like you know it was kind of too late anyways so yeah it didn't really matter that much (laughs) but um definitely but yeah I feel like I definitely apply that more so to the relationship I have now and I feel like it's genuinely something that's like really important and like how I like to consider like how I resolve our issues and how much consideration I take into like and you know what I think is important too take the love language test with like your spouse or whoever you're with Mm -hmm. like I I thought that asking those questions that they ask you within the self-evaluation you know questionnaire are questions that it's interesting to hear the person's answer rather than just knowing the results Mm -hmm. when I did it with my boyfriend we listened not listen when I did it with my boyfriend we went through the questions all together and it was actually very reflective on understanding his you know what means more to him than something else in him the same to me right Mm -hmm. so I think it's important and that's almost just a tip of information if you're kind of struggling in a rut or anything maybe it's because you you know you're not expressing your you're expressing your love the way you want to be loved but not how that person feels loved and it's important to know no shame in doing it right I feel Mm -hmm. like a lot of people you know have shame in taking these tests there's nothing wrong with it obviously it's there for a Mm -hmm. reason and I think it's just important to know and I I don't know if I would love to have someone that opposes the love languages and hearing their perception on why but with me and Chelsea we totally support it and I think it's so important to reflect not only towards your spouse or your friendship or anyone just on yourself so now I know going into any relationship with a friendship family or anything I love quality time Mm -hmm. and you know saying nice things to each other words of affirmation or meaningful (laughs) things but I love you so much thank you and I try to like give her a hug and she's like get off yeah I I do not like physical (laughs) touch at all it freaks me out but um okay so something that coming off of the love languages Mm -hmm stuff and like moving back to like more so or kind of including things about relationships but more so in their relation to friendships as well emma has had like not that it's a bad thing but she's like more experienced in relationships than i would say that i am for sure like i said not Mm -hmm. a bad thing i think obviously i would rather be more experienced in something than not have experience but so she just knows more than me is pretty much what I'm trying to say. I've just been in, I've been in many relationships. I feel like as when I started into grade nine, I dated a lot. I've had a lot of relationships. Yeah, nothing bad. Mm-hmm. Well, you just love. I know because it's so amazing. I think about it now. I'm like, God. I personally think that when I start a new relationship, just because I like being by myself so much, and like it's hard for me to take the focus away from myself. And from something like my friendships, where it's like, obviously, if I'm not with anyone or if I'm single, I'm spending more time with my friends. And then to put a new emphasis on having a relationship and trying to, like, put the work into getting to know that person, spend time with that person, whatever. How do you think 
that you have learned to kind of balance that like you know like the balance between having like a boyfriend and like maintaining your friendships do you think it's been oh okay okay i get this question um so growing up when i first started you know dating in grade nine when you go into high school and meet a lot of new people early on to you know when i was younger i was horrible i didn't understand that there it was a balance at all i remember and i feel like you can definitely testify to this that i was just always so obsessed with who I was seeing, who I was dating, and nothing else mattered. Do you get what I mean? Yeah. Like, I would see my friends in classes, and that's was good enough for me. And I feel like growing up, I found that I almost needed, and needed is a, a weird word to put it, but I almost feel like you meant more to me than that person did. So then I started reflecting, okay, why am I putting all my energy into this person who, you know, my relationship, who I was seeing, that doesn't make me feel good when my friends mean more to me. Mm-hmm. And also touching on, like like I said before, I'm an only child, so my friends were siblings to me. And I feel like I saw my friends push away us, you know, our group of friend, when they were in a relationship, and that started the notion, like, wow, there is a balance you need to make within relationships and friends. And I feel like you were definitely a reflection on that. And Chelsea was first in her relationship. I feel like, and this wasn't a bad thing. You weren't doing it on purpose. You were just very invested into your relationship where I've hardly sought you at all. And I think that started... You're talking about more recently or... No, back in high school. Oh, okay. Back in high school, my gosh. Like, oh my God, I'm hurt. No, no, back in high school. But <laughs> when you were in your first relationship, it was the same idea. Like mm-hmm. we were just both so invested and I, I saw you slipping away and I was like doesn't she realize that she's pushing her friends away and I think if anything that almost helped me realize that if I get into a relationship I need to understand that there is a perfect balance and not just friendships which is important family you know my dad seeing my mom you know and like I said before my friends are basically my siblings to me that's what I consider truly so to answer your question in an overall basis I think I would probably say that seeing my friends do it to me made me reflect okay I can't do this because that hurts me when they do it to me if that makes sense Mm -hmm. so when I've gone into you know more mature relationships and especially in the one I am in now which is the healthiest relationship I've ever been in my life I think we both have the understanding we we talk to each other about it me and my boyfriend, my, let me correct that. My dad's going to punch me if he hears me say it like that. My boyfriend and I talk about the meanings and fundamentals within, you know, what makes us happy and what makes us us and, you know, what we need in order to live a healthy relationship. And it's often very similar in the aspect of friends. So I think it's understandable as well to note that your spouse or whoever you're dating or seeing also has the same notion and I I see so many girls on social media you know getting mad at their boyfriends for hanging out with friends and I understand okay you're upset because you want to hang out with your boyfriend but also understand that the more support you give to your boyfriend the more it's going to reciprocate into what you need fundamentally as well which is friends and I think if not friends are so important into who you are and who you become that it's so critical to talk to your spouse, talk to your boyfriend, talk to whoever, and just say, 
listen, like we need to make a balance here or I feel like I haven't seen my friends in a while and it's nothing bad. That's what's important to note as well is in my previous relationship, I always thought that, you know, them wanting to see friends and me not want, me wanting to, sorry, me wanting to see my friends it was almost like hurtful to tell them when that's not the case. I, I just think what I'm trying to say is it's important to reflect on your love languages in that sense and understand that quality time doesn't just reply to your romantic partner, it replies to your friends too. So to not let go of that notion of, you know, the quality time that only needs to be spent with your spouse. Does that answer your question in any way? I definitely rambled. Yeah, I guess so. Um, but, like, is there anything, like, say we're going back to, like, the notion that someone in, like, high school who is in their first relationship is listening to this and is kind of, like, concerned about whether they may be pushing their friends away or, like, if they're spending more time with, like, their significant other or whatever. What advice would you give them in terms of saying, like, you know, how to balance it out? Or would it just be to talk to their friends and be, like, make sure that you know where they stand? Or is it to just just randomly start putting in more effort? Or should you ask your friends to be like, hey, like, I know I've been spending a lot of time with, like, this person recently, but, like, would you guys, what would you guys want to do? Like, you know, I'm trying to put more effort in, like, you know? I think it applies to different people. I feel like with me personally, how I would answer it or what advice I would give personally would be to not be afraid to say no to your friends if you have concrete plans with your boyfriend. That's not a bad thing. You know, you just made plans. But don't let go of, you know, reciprocating the plans into another day with your friends. So if your friends ask you, hey, can I hang out with you on Monday? And you say, no, sorry, I have plans with, I don't know, Johnny. I can't. Then you say, okay, but what are you doing on Wednesday? Do you want to hang out on Wednesday? Because I think as long as it goes back to the idea that if someone wants to do it, they will. Mm-hmm. If someone wants to hang out with you, they will. And if you don't want to hang out with your friends, it's going to show. Mm-hmm. So it's just important for people to realize it themselves too. So there's only so much advice you can give to a high school student. That's true. Because they're all about the idea of learning for themselves. So I think it's also important to understand that if you want to hang out with your friends, you're going to show it subconsciously. You're not even going to realize it either. So it's just important, man. Like I can't stress how important friends are. And if your boyfriend's gone... And your friends are gone because they are mad at you for only hanging out with Johnny. Who, who's going to be there? You're going to have no one. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying this to just hang out with your friends because, you know, in case they leave you or they're mad at you and you're going to have no one. I'm saying in the sense that they're going to be there for you when, if Johnny's not there for you anymore either. Mm-hmm. So I think it's just what it took for me was my friends are going to be there for me before if I break up with this person and they mean more to me truly than the person I'm seeing and it's not even like a hierarchy it's almost like a balance like we've been talking about there's a balance they both mean a lot to me so I'm both going to give equal equal time does that make sense yeah that's what I would say in all honesty and they're going to figure out for themselves it's not like anyone in high school is going to be asking genuinely for advice because no one in high school does I feel but yeah interesting interesting you know i always like i said emma's like so much more experienced than i am so i always like to get her perspective on things like that oh stop say more (laughs) (laughs) no but she's so amazing i love her (laughs) we're going down blushing oh my god no but in all honesty i think it's just 
yeah, I definitely can confidently say that I've dealt with so many experiences with being in a relationship romantically that I taught myself into what I need in my current one now. And it's, like I said, the healthiest relationship I've ever been in in my life. Mm -hmm. So I can confidently say that we balance each other out. We understand each other, talk about it, you know. I guarantee he's going to be on this podcast so we can go on more about that later. <laughs> but So, Chelsea just informed me when we were on our little uh, break <laughs> that she had a question she wanted to ask. So, yeah, Chelsea, you know, take I over. like to contribute to the to the podcast. Pick pick your brain a bit, you know. We'll come off of these funny stories where it's pretty much just me making fun of Emma. But I wanted to ask you just to finalize and end things off on a nice, positive note. What you hate about people. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, so the question I wanted to get back to you was, like, what would you say that, like, a quality or something that someone does that kind of turns you off from being their friend? I don't like um, people that talk behind my back. Mm-hmm. I don't like friends that I can't feel like I go to them, confine in them, and then they go and talk to someone else about my issues. I don't like that. I feel like I struggled a lot with that in high school. Mm-hmm. I would confine one person. They'd go and tell another person, and I'd hear about it without them knowing And then that. the whole grade knows. Yeah, and but they wouldn't know that I knew. And I'm like, wow, like I can literally not tell you anything. Like That I don't like. If I, I want someone that I can trust, I'm going to you. Like I know that, obviously... Mm-hmm. there's that's, no one to tell but yeah that's definitely something i didn't like in high school as well I oh it's just like. so two-faced yeah it's like and then they go to the other person talking badly about you that you're talking negatively about something else too and it's just like dude mm-hmm. when is the circle gonna end i remember this one situation in high school where i was like so in the middle of like oh I'm not going to say, like, what it was, yeah. but I remember it was, like, between, like, two best friends, and I was also really good friends with this person, and I knew about something that the other person did, and I was, like, but it was so bad that I was, like, I literally can't not tell her, even though I was told not to tell her, and I was, like, I just have to, so I did, and then everyone got mad at me. Really? I honestly have no idea what you're talking about. Really? Well, that's because, like, I just made it so ambiguous, but... You know what I mean? But But. that's what I mean. It's like, I'd rather have someone, like, on my side. Like, I want to have a friend that's in my corner vouching for me. If you're in a group and you hear people talking badly about me, why would I want a friend that's just going to sit there and listen to it Mm -hmm. or not say anything to defend? I feel like it's so important. If I'm in a group of people that are talking badly or anything, it's just like, dude, no, or just... I get it, though. If you're upset at a friend, if you're feeling frustrated, obviously vent about it, whatever. But don't say anything that you wouldn't want the other person to hear. Yeah. That's what, that's the main idea of it. It's like, I'm not going to say anything that I wouldn't say to your face. Yeah. (laughs) There's also a difference between like, especially in high school, like between you confiding in like one person about like, say the other person is your best friend. And like, obviously like, like you're just super frustrated in the moment and you're confiding in one person. But I think the difference in high school was that when other people go behind your back, they'd be speaking to like five or six different people and then it would start like this huge like hateful conversation about the person for it's, sure like, exactly it's completely unwarranted you know what i mean it was just so passionate like people were just so high on like puberty <laughs> literally <laughs> no but no seriously like, yeah we were just so like and we just wanted to be 
impressed by everyone. Yeah. If I were, if I, for example, if I went to this person that I knew didn't like you, but they were, you know, popular, mm-hmm. I would go and be like, oh, Chelsea, blah, blah, blah. That's how it was yeah. in high school. I'm not saying I've ever done that. Maybe I have, like, younger, but I just didn't like those type of people. Those types of people. Sorry, mm-hmm. I'm like, don't know English. Um, do you have anything else you want to say? Anything else you want to add? I feel like we talked a lot about good stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Lots of man, I okay. guess. Guys, I really hope you enjoyed this episode. We talked a lot about friendships, good old times in elementary high school, perception <laughs> of love languages, relationships, all in between. Um, yeah, I think we'll probably end it here, but next episode i think i'm going to have a really anticipated guest a lot of people have been anticipating this person to come on my podcast (laughs) so i know chelsea's laughing she's excited but definitely thank you so much for listening i actually appreciate it too 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 much um if you have any ideas on anything that you would like to hear more in the future um don't be afraid to message me i have instagram that i just started for this podcast it's called king's corner underscore life notes make sure to hit with a follow (laughs) ew i hate plugging for myself (laughs) this is so weird but anyways i'm probably gonna end it here so any final words chelsea i'll be back oh and I can definitely confirm Chelsea will be back. So if you liked Chelsea. You know, Chelsea, I only live down the street. Oh, so yep, there's a t- Don't expose where our whereabouts are. Oh but <laughs> but yeah, so Chelsea will be on here more. So if you enjoyed this episode, make sure to tune in for more episodes with Chelsea. But thank you so much for listening. I hope you have a good day. And I'll see you next episode. Bye. Bye.